everybody. Welcome to the Chasing Points podcast. I am Sam. And I am Brandon this week. This week he's Brandon. Yes. I am Sam. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Episode 10. We got a good one for you today. No, we uh, don't. Don't lie to the people. We're going to try really hard to give you a good there, one today. There we go. There we go. Uh, look at this. Let's re- let's uh, foreshadow what's going on today. We're going to look at a, you know our ongoing quarterback carousel series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Play a little game of do, do you care with uh, Mr. Avocado Toast himself, Tom Brady. <laughs> uh major league baseball and uh we'll see what else get you know gets thrown in there but first uh Hayes we got to start with what the hell is going on in Houston JJ Watt and the Texans quote mutually agreed to part ways on Friday uh the Texans let go of the three-time defensive player of the year five-time all pro uh who was owed almost 18 million dollars this year uh it's you know we've we've spent a lot of time in the last few weeks uh just talking about the mess in houston and the texans haven't made it any better they have not um i'm wondering how many uh uh media outlets are gonna use the header houston we have a problem uh because i could just see that coming uh I, i just that's just a, a really, 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 really poorly ran organization. And it starts with McNair, uh, who I don't like for some of his choice words um, uh, in the past. Uh, but it, it also shows like he's he's a Dan Snyder to me. Um, and, and that's your your team is is shitty because of how it's ran. It starts at the top and it trickles down bottom. Um, you you a bring in Bill O'Brien who did nothing at Penn state uh, at best was, uh, you know, uh, an assistant coach for the Patriots. Right. Um, then you, then you have him, you, you sign him, make him your coach. Then when he's your coach, you fire your GM and then you come up with the genius idea of making Bill O'Brien your GM as if his track record wasn't terrible already. Then, as a GM, he trades Nuke. And for those that don't know Nuke is, yep. Trades Nuke for a washing machine and two towels. And David Johnson was thrown in there, too. He's the two towels. Um, He's not even the washing machine. Um, So you do that, and which now soils your relationship with Deshaun Watson, which was probably souring before because of the stuff that uh, McNair said, but now you get rid of his number one target who is a top five wide receiver and you trade him off. He wants to leave, but they're now trying to play hardball with him. And now here comes JJ Watt that asked to be released and gets his wish, but I still didn't hear anything from Brett Favre. I don't know if you're going to hear anything from your boy Brett Favre on this I, one. I wonder why. So the interesting thing that I thought from from this was a couple minutes before J.J. Watt went to social media to say, thank you, Houston, uh, <laughs> you know, for everything. We've mutual. I don't know exactly what he said, but it, it was essentially we agree to part ways, you know, mutually minutes before that. Someone in the Texans front office leaked to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that 
they cut J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. And it was reported that J.J. Watt was cut by the Texans before they could mutually, you know, have this announcement. So it's like any goodwill that came from letting this future Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, go and say goodbye to his you know his town he's embodied houston what he's done with the flooding and the and everything there he's you know walter payton man of the year and rightfully so the guys put you know the t you know the city on his back really and any goodwill that they've done they just like threw out the window with with stuff like this and this is kind of the this is the stuff that has has jj want wanting to leave has Deshaun Watson wanting to leave, you know, they fired key personnel within the team, like the equipment, this sounds silly, but the reports that the equipment managers were fired a couple weeks ago and all the players got upset. They're very, you know, have intimate relationships with these players who knows why they were fired. It's, you know, uh, there were other key personnel behind the scenes that were let go in in recent weeks too, that have, you know, have these players really upset and, it's just kind of, it's, it's just a shame. Again, any any goodwill that was, was was created by just letting JJ Watt go where he wants to go, um, and win a title, hopefully, is was you know washed out the window with with uh, with Cal McNair just acting like Cal McNair. I, uh, you, you wrote in in our notes about uh, some of the key departures. And I I just re-looked it over again, and, and I'll, I'll allow you to just go ahead and, and just run off the name so people can really, really hear, you know, what we really think about it or so they can kind of get a visual of it. But I don't know what it is with, with Houston sports in general, uh, but they seemingly can't catch a break. You're, you're letting – the football team looks like it's poised to, you know – go far and, and, and do things and, and get into the playoffs and potentially, you know, play for a Super Bowl never happens, never comes to fruition. <laughs> you you want to run down some of the other names because and other teams. So I, yeah. so I keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Deandre Hopkins, you mentioned was traded for mm-hmm. David Johnson in like a second round pick or something. One of the top receivers, the washing machine, Garrett Cole of then of the Astros didn't resign. And mm-hmm. went to the Yankees for a ton of money, but still left. Yep. James Harden was traded a couple weeks ago after wanting out because the Rockets are so poorly run. One MVP uh, down there too. Yeah. I mean, again, these are, I'm looking at this list and with the exception of George Springer, these guys are all hall of famers. George Springer of the Astros uh, left wasn't resigned left and went to the blue jays again that's it's not really an indictment on the astros but it's just man if if i'm a houston sports fan this sucks jj watt deshaun watson's gonna be gone soon whoever the number three pick in the draft is the nfl draft coming up that's uh you could add them to this list because they were traded for uh larby tunsil to the dolphins a couple years ago and, uh, you know, whoever that's going to be, if, if that's Devonta Smith, if that's Jamar Chase, if that's ends up being, you know, could have been one of your future, you know, quarterback. I feel like you said is. Devonta just to kind of like stab you with the knife in my back. And I don't really like it, but continue. Oh, because you want him to go to your Eagles. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure uh, as, as draft season 
<laughs> gets you know gets underway yeah, it's uh, but up. still yeah if i'm you know i'm i'm used to poorly run franchises i'm a knicks fan i'm a you know i'm a jets, jets fan head. yeah these teams i mean the jets have hopefully turned around some of the things that made them so poor in recent years i really hope to god but this sucks if, if you're a houston fan for sure i uh you spoil you you literally try to keep pairing somebody with james harden right you go out you get russell westbrook that doesn't work you get chris, chris paul, paul yeah doesn't work even though even though they should have won and if they would have got over that hump when they they could have beat the Golden Warriors. State, yeah they would have got out they would have won the nba finals that year but they choked that's a whole nother topic um I'm very happy. Anything bad that goes to the Houston Astros. This is the one team out of the three teams that we're talking about that I actually really, really hope bad things happen to all the time uh, because they're still cheaters to me. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. George Springer went to the Red Sox. Uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Okay. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that. So he's the Blue Jays. Cool. Got it. And then you have, I mean, Garrett Cole with the Yankees. So I, I think Houston for, this is for just the in the last team. couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the football last team purposes, I, I I think um they need to really figure out what their identity is. And if and and just because Deshaun is one of my favorite young players, I do want to see him go somewhere else. But you really need to prove to this young man, if you're really trying to keep him, because essentially they do have leverage as well. If you're really trying to keep this young man, then you really need to show him what your plans are for the future because you didn't confine in him about uh, GM. You didn't confine in him about uh, the trade of getting getting rid of Watson. You didn't talk to him about the new head coach. Uh, you, you literally are making all these moves and saying, hey, listen, you're just a quarterback. Just shut up and play. It's essentially what you're doing and you're saying, but he's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. This is the guy that you're supposed to be building around and he has no say, no input. Last I checked, that's not how the NFL works. Uh, for most teams, the quarterback, the star quarterback has somewhat of a say. Obviously, they're ultimately going to do what they want to do, but there's something not right down there in that organization and I don't quite know what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a mess. I think if Watson's going to be traded and there's still and the owner even came out this week and repeated again, we're not trading Deshaun and and the GM said it and we've covered that. Uh, I think if he's going to be traded, it needs to be before the draft or the night of the draft because the Dolphins and the Jets are in the best position to get him and because they have the, you know, the top or the second and third picks in the draft. Uh, so if you know from a value standpoint and you know they're not good at getting any value anyway so who who knows what he gets traded for but you have to imagine it's it's going to be a good a good haul for whoever get um you know whoever they trade him to but what we'll see i mean we'll we have a lot of time to cover this this isn't going away we've certainly spent a lot of time talking about it already well before we go to the next thing where do you think he jj goes and that was going to be my look at this. Just, See? See, that was going to be my transition here. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation. This guy's, you know, in his early 30s. Again, when he's healthy and playing a full season, he's a defensive player of the year. He was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald was turned into this monster now, like Whoa. the three time defensive player of the year. I think Aaron Donald's a better in his prime, better. 
Well, um, also Aaron Donald has something that uh, he does something that JJ Watt doesn't do: uh, stay healthy and stay on the field. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, but you know where? Where do you think the best fit for JJ Watt uh, would be? Being that I'm a guy that loves stories, uh, I would love to see him go and play with his brother uh, on the Steelers. But uh, I'd really like to kind of see him go to uh, the Bills or the Ravens. I want to see him go to like a defensive team like that really has a solid defense, but just needs like one more piece type thing. And I think with him going and playing in those two hard nosed cities, uh, hard nosed defenses, I think or like he would be phenomenal to fit in in both of those. So I, I that's those are my two picks, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went and signed with the Steelers to be with his brother. Yeah, actually, both his brothers. His Derek's a fullback too. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so that that would be interesting. Who knows what? I I think the Steelers caps a little bit of a mess until Big Ben figures out what the hell he's going to do. I guess he's out a lot. Retire, more. Ben. Nobody <laughs> cares about you. Nobody's cared about you for quite some time. Retire. I feel like that's going to just be a weekly uh, message from you. It, get it the is. Hell out, Big Ben. It, I wish he just would go somewhere. I've never ever 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 liked him and then hearing the stories that came out about him yeah, yeah made me not like him even more and then now he's turned around and said yeah i used to have a, a sex addiction addi- addiction blah, blah, blah. like yeah okay i get it people have addictions people have problems i'm not being insensitive to that but with this particular person i'm going to be very insensitive about because i don't you just don't get a mulligan with some of the shit that he's done sorry yes, really not sorry been, really gone under the radar that's for sure yeah and it, but we could talk about that another day <laughs> you know any anywhere there's like 15 teams that jj Watt could go to and instantly make them better i was i was thinking about this it reminds me of when julius peppers was cut from the Ooh. panthers one of my favorite defensive Ooh. players this guy was a monster and he left and he went to the packers uh from the panthers and 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 you know was in the playoffs every year and still had some gas left in the tank. Even and, before and he retired, he still was a monster. Yeah. He still was able yeah. to, to command a double team. Like, he's just a monster. And, you know, you pair him up with, with anyone on the Ravens. You mentioned the Bills, the Rams. You imagine him next to Aaron Donald? Or, you know, the uh, the probably, the the aside from the Steelers, the destination that's gotten probably the most buzz is the Green Bay Packers. Yep, because he is and his family is from Wisconsin. He went to the University of Wisconsin, and just adding them to both Smith, uh, not brothers, but both Smiths, uh, the linebackers. You you got some edge rushers already there. You adding JJ Watt to that front seven, it would be enormous for uh, for Green Bay. And I I would like I'd like to see him go there um, to Green Bay. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. The the, the brother storyline obviously would be cool. I'd love to, you know, if I played football and my brother played football, I'd love to play with him. Of course. But, you know, uh, be interesting. I, I, he will go to a contender and he, sure. he is definitely in position to sign before the rest of the free agent sign because he was cut before the new year started, which is March 17th for the NFL. So there, uh, well, something we'll certainly keep in keep an eye on because you know hell of a player and this is his chance to uh get a ring or two this isn't about money 
anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, moving on to someone who does have a Super Bowl ring. Um, something we wanted to talk about last week. Sorry, I had to rub that in. Your quarterback of your Philadelphia Eagles, Carson Wentz. Last weekend, Super Bowl weekend, ESPN, uh, you know, ESPN reporter Adam Schefter said that the Eagles were going to trade uh, Carson Wentz this week. And apparently, reportedly, they haven't gotten the return that they've wanted from the Bears, from the Colts. They want something similar to what the Lions got from Matt Stafford. Yep. Hayes, I know you have a lot to say about this. We've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Thoughts on the Eagles quarterback situation. This I saw how, some tweets over the weekend. Elaborate. This is how I knew you do. This is this is going to be a lot coming from me because you kind of did like the 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 stumble on words laugh type thing. Because you know that I have a I have a verbal diarrhea that is about to come out. Uh, the Eagles organization is a travesty right now. Um, it is a hot mess. Uh, it is probably the most volatile I've seen uh, this front office and and with media and, and players ever since becoming a fan. Uh, this whole Carson Wentz saga is just so annoying, so tired, tiresome. Like, this is just – I just <laughs> – I really wish they would just hurry up and just trade him at this point. It's is trade him and be done. Now I'm hearing that they, like you said, they want to get a Matthew Stafford deal, but then teams are looking at it like we don't value him as Matthew Stafford, even though Matthew Stafford gets injured all the time. So does Wentz, but Wentz is younger, but he has, it's the contract that I think is scaring everybody away uh, with Carson because you just paid him and now you're trying to trade him. Um, this, this issue to me is not so uh, not so much Carson's fault. Uh, it is the front office's fault. Uh, you have, you've made this kind of quarterback battle between Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. Uh, and that's been something that's been looming over Carson's head for the longest, even with Foles not there anymore. I mean, Carson has to go into a stadium that just outside the stadium, Nick Foles' statue is there. Now, mind you, Carson was the Nick one Foles that has a statue in Philadelphia. Yes, outside of the outside of Lincoln Financial, there is a really? statue of Nick Foles. Yes, mm-hmm. is it the Philly special? It's because of that. Yes. It's oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Doug yeah. Peterson too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Jeez. So, so two of the people, right, that were a part of the Super Bowl, the first ever Super Bowl for the Eagles, had a statue made of them immediately after put out front let alone or or i guess disregarding the fact that if it wasn't for Carson's play all the way up until he tore his ACL for diving for the end zone against the Rams rest in peace was, my fantasy team <laughs> i'm sorry about that um rest in peace my heart because my heart yeah. just fell out of my butt it, it, they made up for it in the end he got them all the way to that point. Foles came in, didn't look the greatest. Then they changed the game plan around and uh, after their uh, their bye week, and then they made the the game plan for him, and then they excelled from there. So he got nothing for it. He basically was just the guy that got the ring after he had an MVP like season, and then now he has to go into an arena that two people that are no longer there uh, have statues outside. 
So, so he has it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I cut no. you off. Go ahead. You're in. The, okay. I was just like, what's it? What was the testament of when? Did you guys, as an Eagle fan, Eagle fan base, speaking for Eagle Nation, did you guys want to franchise Nick Foles or keep him or have I both didn't. or trade, not re-sign Carson? Did, the, but do the, because there was a lot in the media at the time, but did did the collective fan base understand the situation where like Nick Foles is just caught lightning in a bottle, is a very above, is an above average quarterback and was able to, have some big moments in some big games and and win and is a solid backup or did you most of the team most of the fan base want him to be the quarterback well it's i'm not from philly to make it very very clear for people to understand so i don't live in philly but being that i am an eagles fan i understand how the eagles fan base reacts right and the eagles fan base is probably some of the most unrealistic people that i've ever met in my whole entire life and I can say that because I understand being from New York and having New York teams and seeing winning and understanding that not many Philly teams uh, win like that uh, outside of the Flyers were having really good teams back then. And then the old school Sixers teams, um, the Eagles never really won like that. Um, so they're they're unrealistic in the aspect of, OK, so they, they just go with whoever's hot at the point in time like they did this year. OK, Jalen Hurts comes in because Carson's not doing that great. Jalen Hurts starts looking good in a vanilla offense. And it's like, oh, now we got to get rid of Carson Wentz now. Like he he just last year just brought us to the playoff with uh, uh, the starting wide receiver from your local high school and a quarter backup quarterback as a wide receiver. And he brought you guys to the playoffs. And you were all about him then. And then a year later, the team doesn't do well because the team is is built. It still has pieces, old pieces, never moved on, never kept building off of that, kept it. And they're still in win now mode when in reality, their players are old. So they haven't done anything. So now it's, oh, well, we need another quarterback. It's always the quarterback. Oh, it's, oh, we need another coach. I think it started with Howie Roseman, which is the problem. Howie drafted Jalen Hurts. If he didn't draft Jalen Hurts, we would not be having this conversation right now. I think it's, I think it was the second round. I mean, Jalen Hurts, everything it you hear about round. him. Yeah, every everything you hear about him off the field and on the field with his time at Oklahoma, Alabama, he's a stand-up guy. You need, you clearly need a quality backup behind Carson Wentz because that's you not know, how he did it. I know. No, you I know. know so it? you can make the... As a non, as a football fan, as a huge draft fan, I can understand why Jalen Hurts was added to this roster. I, but, I do and I don't. Here's why. You need, if you are keeping these pieces, these older pieces, uh, keep bringing back uh, Jason Peters who keeps getting injured. You keep bringing back Alshon. Yeah, but your line was just decimated. Oh, oh, I I know. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. You keep adding and bringing back these pieces because of said things, but you don't go out in the draft and get the pieces that the best pieces that are available. You can help your quarterback by drafting somebody in the second round that would help your quarterback, like such as an offensive lineman, as we right. do a wide receiver, but you draft Jalen Hurts. 
the mindset behind that is Howie Roseman didn't want to lose out on another Russell Wilson because he had the opportunity to draft him back then. And ever since it's burned him as burnt, it scorned him ever since because we could have had our franchise quarterback a long time ago. He didn't do it. And now he gets to watch him in Seattle bust tail every week and on in and out. Right. So now he's got his quarterback that resembles him plays like them. Like you just said, Great on the field, great off the field. What is Russell Wilson? Great on the field, great off the field. What does he do on the field? He kills you with his feet, but he can also drop dimes. What has Jalen done? Kills you with his feet, but he drops dimes. So now he's got that guy, and it's just like, okay, now this is what Howie wants to do, right? This is what Howie wants the team to be. But it needs to be a collective thing. And I don't know where the organization's mindset really is at this point in time. I don't think anybody really does. Um, and some of the moves that were made last season, uh, uh, benching Wentz, putting Jalen in, uh, moving some of the offensive lines, uh, the, the roster moves that they made, not improving on the offense, not improving on the defense. It, it's just a lot that goes into all of this. That's why I, I just think it's really uh, terrible that it's, Carson's getting all of this blame. Yeah, and it's it's kind of confusing, too, because you – you get rid of the head coach, the head coach and the star quarterback who you traded up for the in the draft, who you gave yep. over a hundred million dollars to. Yep. He wins the power struggle. It sounded like against Doug Peterson. Peterson's gone, won a Super Bowl like three years ago, four years, whatever it was. Um, he's gone. So you pick the quarterback. You can't get, you know, Frank Reich, the the head coach of the Colts the offensive coordinator formerly of the Eagles was very close to Wentz. You, by all indications, you hire the guy who is like a poor man's Frank Reich, like the, the closest yeah. thing to Frank yep. Reich in uh Cernelli. Is that how you say it? Cernelli? I don't even, I don't, I don't know. Sereni, 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 something like that. Whatever that is. new head coach of the Eagles. It sounds like it's, it's gotta be really confusing for the fan base and for Carson Wentz because it is where do they stand really he, he's openly being traded but a lot of these recent moves are basically saying we got you carson you're our guy and you know howie hasn't said that Lori hasn't said that the owner it's just you know it's confusing yeah. ultimately it sounds like you want just you want him gone good riddance get some draft picks and move on with jalen as your guy you know, also another way that this could end up stopping is if carson really stepped up and said hey i want to be here Exactly. Um, But it being that he's not saying that, that clearly shows me that he wants to be gone um, and he doesn't want to be here. But they're also now uh, trying to package in uh, Zach Ertz uh, because they don't want to pay Zach Ertz, which is still wild to me. Um, But I I definitely don't get the Zach Ertz situation. Like Zach Ertz has been strange. It's super strange to me. Like Zach Ertz has been nothing but great to you guys. He's he's been nothing but great to the city. And he does his damn thing on the field. He's one of the top uh, tight ends in the league when he is completely healthy. And he's not injured that much, um, which is why I, I don't a rough understand year that. this year. But yeah, there were, again, one year. This was like, going on before he got hurt. Yeah, they're going to try to trade him. Dallas Goddard's really good. And, you know, that's a great tight end tandem, probably the best in the league. I mean, not many teams have one good tight end, let alone two. Two, yep. But yeah, no, that whole thing's been confusing to me. I understand you not wanting to pay him, but it's just been really strange. And now you're shopping him, and 
who knows what you're going to do with the sixth pick in the draft. Hopefully for your sake, it's, it's a, you know, I don't know if Devonta Smith will be there, but maybe it's uh chase or, you know, uh, Penny Sewell, uh, Oregon, or someone that could actually help this team. But it if sounds like draft, you want, if they yeah. draft the tight end, Sam, I swear you better, we will do a live podcast. I swear right at that point in time, if they draft the tight end from Florida, which Kyle is Pitts. That, yes, yeah, if Kyle they Pitts. draft him, I swear we're doing monster. an emergency podcast. Well, that's all right. And I will literally just go off for a whole hour, and I will I will not apologize not to say any of fans. I won't even say a word because it is going to be wild if that happens. But uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I think the biggest issue that people really need to talk about, and I think they're starting to talk about it more, is the front office of the Eagles organization. I don't know what uh, what Jeff Jeffrey Lurie wants to do, who is the owner. Uh, he's kind of like been a punk about this whole thing and been quiet. Uh, and then you got Howie running it, which he ran the organization into the ground before with Chip Kelly. And mm-hmm. now he's essentially doing it, but he's saying, you know, the picks I made were because of Doug Peterson. Of course you could say that now because Doug's not there. Uh, so, okay. Now you have an opportunity to prove that it wasn't, it was Doug and not you because the draft is coming. So I, I, I will be eager to see if I have to uh, get rid of my Carson Wentz jersey or not. Which I'm Do you sure want I to? I mean, I know you don't want to get rid of the jersey, but like, is he your quarterback? in i don't see why not i don't see why he shouldn't be i i honestly don't again one year doesn't prove anything to me uh that that a person is is quote unquote broken i mean this this man is he needed to change the scenery maybe this this coat new coaching staff does it for him uh maybe this is is somebody that finally carson needs somebody that's going to be in his ear and tell him like i don't care what you think about yourself this is what you need to do and you Carson, need to understand that. Yeah, he could have stepped up after the season. I know he dodged reporters at the end of the year and doesn't want to, you know, he's letting his agents talk to him. It sounded like he was making all the moves to try to get out of Philly. And again, yeah. I don't know the cap ramifications or anything, but, you know, it sounds like he needs, I don't want to say be baby, but yeah, he needs to be, have someone pointing him in the right direction. Well, I mean football players are divas too but that's a whole other topic i'm speaking done with of, this sam speaking of <laughs> someone who needs to be pointed in the right direction in order to get to where he's going hey let's play do you care hey he's ready mm-hmm. the uh tampa brady buccaneers won the super bowl just last week they had their parade on wednesday and it was out on like the waterfront there. That was, yeah, it was pretty boat, cool. It was like boat parade, yep. boat parade, really cool scene, especially, you know, pandemic related. Although I didn't see one person wearing a mask. So that that's Not another one. conversation. Uh, so Brady, you know, the seven time Super Bowl champion, best player at his position, arguably in the game ever pulled up in his $2 million boat. I thought he would own a boat that would cost more personally, but that's fine. Uh, he, you know, there's video of him tossing the Lombardi trophy to another teammate on another boat. And then the viral video of the year, Tom Brady being basically held up drunk, held up by his third string quarterback, trying to get from one place to the other. Brady ended up making fun of the video and tweeting, nothing to see here, just a little too much avocado tequila. Nice. As you show me a, a picture of a 
t-shirt it's a a concert t-shirt and it says tipsy tommy on it so there you go so long story short long build up here hayes you care tom brady drunken fool i do because tom brady is held at a different standard than other quarterbacks um i have multiple reasons as to why i believe that um but if this would have been any other quarterback a let's start off with throwing the Lombardi trophy from one boat to another boat people would have said if it was any other quarterback that they're disrespecting the game they're disrespecting the tradition or whatnot but no people laugh that off right so that's just the first part so you i thought it was just going to be done there Hey, let's just laugh this off. Tom Brady threw uh, the trophy. Oh, it could have fell, but it didn't. So we're not going to talk about it, right? Gronk over there, gyrating, no shirt on, no mask on, all this stuff, right? Then Tom is held up by security or whoever this person is. The third string quarterback. Okay. Oh, that's who it is? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. So he's carrying Tom out, who is clearly hammered. And I mean hammered. Yeah, he's and it, it's funny because his the TB12 method, the diet, it doesn't sound like he has any fun with, you know, uh, you know, he made the avocado joke. Yeah, it's like avocado toast and he doesn't eat ice cream and he doesn't drink. So it was just really strange to see him drunk. He probably had like one glass or whatever and and he was gone. Well, here's here's my thing. That's that's probably very accurate um especially if you don't drink and that's and fine have a yeah good i mean that's, he's, that's fine you can celebrate he's, the, he's a well well-tuned like machine at at 40 something years old and he's just he's just gotten better you and should... he's really taking care of his body and all of that so let him like loose i don't yeah go ahead you should indulge i was about to say yeah. sam you better go on a rant and just cut me off i'm about to cut you sorry uh, I, know, <laughs> I, know. I realized that i didn't let you finish uh, so stop. <laughs> thank you i appreciate you you can indulge as an adult. I mean, nobody's saying yeah, don't indulge and, and celebrate. Like you work hard all off season, all year round, right? That's his 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 whole motto is you continue working. Like the work doesn't stop. Understandable. You do what you have to do, right? So my issue is okay. So number one, which people aren't talking about, did he not have his daughter on the boat? Was he not getting hammered right next to his daughter on the boat? Other people would have been like, oh, that's bad parenting, right? Okay, even though a lot of you are drunks at home and get hammered in front of your kids all the time anyway, uh, but you want to blame somebody else for the same things you do. Got it. Number one, right? Number two, you're getting carried off. You're drunk in front of all these people, and now we're making jokes of it, right? But again, there's been that has been a big issue in the NFL of players being drunk and being reckless, and now Tom is drunk and reckless in front of you. I wouldn't say reckless for the most part. He's just drunk and, and, and not coherent and pretty much stumbling. And now it's, uh, you know, it's just Tom. It's the greatest player of all time. And it's just, let's just pat him on his ass. And it's, it's great. It's okay. It's, it's nothing. It's not a big deal. He's seven time champ. Uh, it's, it's no, it's not. All right. Hold everybody to the same standard. Cause I'm sick and tired of people picking and choosing the standards that they want to choose and put on people because of them being the greatest player of all time. If you're holding everybody else in the lead to that standard, then hold them to that standard. So I've had people say, well, you know, he's the face of the NFL. Okay. Even more so what, why would you want to see the face of the NFL drunk walking out, being carried out, escorted out because he's hammered. Right. And then he comes out and just makes light of the situation and it's okay. It's just perfectly fine. I'm I'm not okay with it. I won't be okay with it. 
Um, I understand that people are going to say, well, you know, he's, he's out of uh, Bill Belichick's shadow now. And, you know, he can actually have fun and let loose. I also understand. I don't think that, that has anything to do. With I that, don't either, yeah. but I've heard people say it. I, I'm just, I'm just addressing what people have said. I just, I'm just a firm believer that hold everybody to the same standard. If you're going to keep a standard, hold everybody to it. Let's not make exceptions then. This isn't, I can't believe I'm going to semi defend Tom Brady a little bit. I don't care that much. Now, I care a little bit to your point of, you know, the standards, the double standard. It certainly exists, but you know, he's one, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, blah, blah, blah. He is. I got, and I know you acknowledge that. And I know, you know, the rules are different. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. You know, he's the quarterback of the team. He's the face of the team. He gets certain liberties that other players don't. Absolutely. I didn't watch the parade. I only saw, these clips he wasn't driving the boat right hell no he was not you shouldn't be you know obviously you shouldn't be binge drinking in front of your kids so yeah i didn't even know she was on the boat i'm sure the whole family was whatever um it's not the first time they've ruined a lombardi trophy him and gronk i i remember weren't they at a red Sox game and gronk tried to like bunt a baseball with with the lombardi and dented it so like Everyone thought that was funny because it's like, here's the goofball Gronk. He's a mm-hmm. big dummy, but he's like got a heart of gold and everyone loves Gronk. So, yeah, there's that. I mean, I uh, also real quick, uh, just yeah. just to kind of rewind it to last year, Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey went to a Post Malone concert. We're drinking and people made a big deal about that. I just want to bring that up just in case people forgot that tidbit. But continue. Yeah, no, I mean. And that kind of brings to my point too. like, these guys are human in a way they're partying. If, you know, I've, I've gotten carried away at times. You've gotten carried away at times. We've, you know, we have good times. I, I hate to be like, I don't care that much. I just don't, I think it was funny. Maybe I'm part of the problem that you're seeing here, (laughs) but you know, no one got hurt. No, you know, Thankfully, hopefully no one went out later that night, got a DUI or got into some serious trouble or got, you know, caused any harm to anyone. They've had a long season. It's been the most stressful season of for athletes ever. I mean, and for a human, the human race in a long time and whatever we we get all that. But this, the getting tested every day and doing all the other stuff and, you know, here's a safe, controlled atmosphere that they can just kind of like let it go i mean even bruce arians was drunk as hell on the stage like shaq barrett's up there chris godwin's up there saying thank you when they're doing their like you know big ceremony speech thing and he's like you're not going anywhere you're coming back because the bucks are gonna have a huge cap problem in a couple weeks and they have a lot of free agents and he's drunk the oldest the oldest super bowl winning coach of all time or oldest coach ever win his first one or whatever. He's 68 years old. He's drunk. He's running on stage and he's yelling, you're coming back and you're coming back and you're coming. So it's like one of these things where it's like, it's not just Tom Brady, the whole team, like really let loose. And yeah, we're not used to seeing that. We're not used to seeing like everyone go, you know, get drunk on a boat in the middle of the day, uh, you know, after winning a Super Bowl. but we're all also just pent up in our houses getting drunk and not doing anything so like i don't i don't know i i don't think it's that big of a deal but i certainly understand the double standard i don't think that's necessarily fair 
that's that's where my problem right. lies. Uh, right. Again, I don't care about people getting hammered. I mean, everybody deserves to get hammered every once in a while, especially if you do something like that and like you alluded to. But I, I just it goes back to what we said last week when we were talking about the NFL and, you know, you gave them their respect, which rightfully so they, they did what they had to do, but I flat out said, I'm not going to do it. And that falls in the culture of the NFL. It's again, like I said earlier, it starts at the top and it trickles down and it, certain things are made acceptable where certain things aren't. And it also depends on certain people. So I, uh, that's just where my heart lies. That's, that's really it. Yeah. You're, you know, you're not wrong there. I've, I've certainly heard that throughout the week. Um, changing course to baseball. Mm-hmm. We alluded to a couple weeks ago that the Major League Baseball Players Union and, you know, the, the commissioner have been trying to figure out procedures for health and safety for the 2021 season. There will be a season. It will start on time. It will be 162 games. Recently, the union... Uh, you know, delayed or, or declined moving the season back a month, only playing 154 games, but getting paid for all the games. Uh, this deal also included a universal DH and expanded postseason. They declined that. They essentially don't want the, don't want the commissioner to be able to do whatever he wants with games, being able to cancel them, being able to move them back. So that's why they're standing pat. And there will be a season that starts on April 1st. Spring training will be a, just a couple days away on the 17th. Hayes, do you care? I do, because I'm always for the players. Um, it, because it's always the small guy against the big guy when it comes to sports. Um, I'm happy uh, being a kid that grew up playing baseball. I'm, I'm happy that we get to to watch it. I, I've gotten... <laughs> emails for season tickets for for <laughs> Yankees games. I was like, this is great, but still don't know about the Senora COVID. Uh, I don't know how I got that she's email too. do that. Yeah, I said I, the same thing to my wife. I'm like, this would be great. If- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's the unknown. It's like, okay, so I spend thousands of dollars for me to not sit in my seats. Cool. Great. Understand. So I thought about it because I've been, I've been thinking about it for, for years. I was like, you know, when I get older and I get to a point that I have, you know, a decent chunk of money or uh, money that I can work around and, and budget this, I'm going to buy me season tickets instead of worrying about, hey, guys, you want to go to the game today? It's just like I'm going to the game today and I'm going to sit in my seats. You're going to be like, it's, yeah. it's just a feeling that I always wanted as a kid to be like, I'm going to Yankee Stadium and those are my seats. Right? You know what I mean? I can take a picture of them. It'll be something I can share with my kids and their kids, kids and the kids, kids. But. Uh, I am happy that there will be a, a full season. I am happy that they're taking the power away from the commission. I don't really know if I like this commissioner at all. I'm still up in the air on him right now. He seems like a too much of a suit for me. Um, but I, I am happy because the players need to play or they deserve to play. And I know we want to see it. I just hope that they have proper protocols in there to take care of uh, said players and, and the fans, because apparently you're allowing people to buy season tickets. So I'm wondering what the capacity is going to be if you're allowing people to buy season tickets. Yeah, it's, you know, I didn't look too. I got that same email you did, but I didn't look into, you know, what exactly that all meant. And I'm sure it'll, if anything, it'll be a like tiered approach and gradually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we both live in New York. So I know the bills, you know, the, 
the governor let you know those bills home games have fans in them so that you know we're we're taking steps in the right direction here i i care i care just as much as you do here you know it's always been revered that the players union in baseball is the strongest union in sports and they really you know they kind of got the raw end of the deal over the summer sure they wanted to play 100 games but the owners didn't want to pay them for 100 games so they kept proposing let's do 60 let's do 70 and the players are like no like we're ready to play if we're safe you have to pay us and the owners didn't want to budge there what i don't like about this and now this deal includes uh some of the things that uh were added last year to help alleviate time of game and and you know not overdo these players uh seven inning double headers and the runner on second deal uh in extra innings i really wish there was a universal dh they there was one last year there isn't one anymore i don't care about the expanded playoffs i get that the owners want more games so they get more money Uh, i'm not gonna lie just to interject i kind of like that to see some more teams in it i did like the drama that was created this year right i don't think we need it all the time type thing i i agree i will the one game playoff wild card game is a gift and a curse we've been you know we're both yankee fans we've been on both sides of that We've won them handily and after a long season and got to move on. And then we've just had bad games and just lost Mm -hmm. one and, and we're done. So yeah, I agree. I, I don't, you know, I don't care, but I understand it was, it was fun. Those three game wildcard series. I, I kind of think that it's time for the universal DH and I'm surprised the union didn't want to add that because it's another job and the unions always been about that. And I really just, I don't want to see hitters hit anymore or pitchers hit anymore. I don't want to see them with two outs with a guy on third hit. I don't want to see them running the base paths. I don't want to see, you know, I, I don't yeah, let, let the pitchers just pitch. That's yeah. that's it. The I DH was you. introduced like 40 years ago, like mm-hmm. 50 years ago, whatever it was. I don't, the seventies, like, yeah, it was the seventies. I think uh, like, let's, can we move on? from this can we just like I, I wish we would because it's it's a clear drop off when when a pitcher's in there and it's like oh we, well we have some some great pitchers that hit you know sure. all-time high it's like great yeah they're they're good batters i got it but let's talk about all the other ones that aren't so it's just like okay the national league when we do cross league play the national league comes over to american league now they have to have a dh guess what now the game is a little bit more competitive but when you go from the al to the nl now you have Guess what? Now you have a pitcher that is out there that doesn't hit on a regular basis. Now he has to go out there and he's an extra space in that lineup. And it's just like, okay, we know this is an automatic out every single time. So what's the point? Like if we, you're giving the other team an automatic out every single time, it it just makes no sense to me. I I just don't like it. Like you said, even the best pitchers that are hitters, the Zach Greinke's and Madison Bumgarner's, do they even hit 200? Are they're Gary Sanchez no. with no power? You know, it's that guy. Sorry, shots, shots fired. No, that's perfect. But I, I think this ties into a conversation we had before the pod we were talking about. I'm we both love baseball. Baseball is probably still my favorite sport. You know, we're blessed that we're Yankee fans and we don't have to deal with, you know, for all the other drama yes, and bad yes. teams we root for, you know, uh, 
you know, we've, we've had a lot of winning in the right kind of organization structure and whatnot, but, and I'm a historian of the game, but like, it's just time. It's just time. The unwritten rules. It's just time to make this game fun. Uh, You know, we were talking about before the game, before the pod started about major league baseball's lack of marketing these huge stars. And you brought up Fernando Tatis being on the cover of MLB the show. And I said, if Tatis walked into your office building or into the mall or wherever, people wouldn't know that's Fernando Tatis or Mike Trout or Clayton Kershaw or Cody Bellinger or Mookie, whoever it is. And the MLB doesn't have a star problem. They have a marketing problem. And they have a lot of young kids just not into this game. And a lot of minorities not into this game anymore. And it's, you know, it's a fairly easy game to play. It's a, it's a, it's not like hockey or lacrosse or some of these more expensive sports. And there's just, you know, they do a great job in the Dominican leagues and all this places getting bats and balls in people's hands, but there's not enough kids playing baseball and there's not enough kids caring about baseball. And that's something I care about for sure. Well, that's, I mean, you alluded to them giving stuff to like Dominican leagues and, and whatnot is I don't really see that state size and I don't no. see that in, and that's a great essentially, point. essentially the hoods uh, where, where there are young black men that, that want to play uh, because as you look at the league, the league is predominantly, I'd say Hispanic and white. Um, yes. They're sprinkled in black players and it's not always about race. Cause I know people are going to complain about that, whatever. You got to understand that this is what this country is founded on. If you don't know that, then we need to have a history lesson, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the, the issue is that I know from playing baseball and growing up and playing baseball, how expensive it is. So to, to be a, uh, just a kid that picks up and plays for a, a rec league. Okay. Your parents have to buy you cleats. They have to buy you a bat. They have to buy you gloves. They got to buy you a cup. Uh, you know, they, they got to buy you these certain little pieces. That's not cheap. A bat each year is not cheap. Right. But let's just talk about the kids that are a little bit more advanced that they not only play rec ball, but they play travel ball. Now yeah. you have to buy more. You have to buy jerseys for that. You have to pay for league fees uh, for for that uh, travel team. You have to go to tournaments that you're traveling all over the country or on your coast or section of the country. Right. You're you're traveling. You're paying for training. You're paying for all this. It's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. Not everybody has the access to do that. And it's unfortunate because this is such it is such a great sport. It's not it used to be my favorite sport. But when I got older and started seeing the politics of, of what goes into baseball, I love watching it, but I, I started to fall out of love with it because of these certain factors. Um, but I mean, I still love my Yankees to death, but I really wish that they would do something about that because again, there's not enough kids interested here in this country uh, that look like me there. If you go to Texas, like it's huge in Texas, like every sport essentially is huge in Texas, but, but it's football and baseball for sure. Right. Down South baseball is huge. Football is huge down South uh, up here in the Northeast baseball, basketball, uh, football, all three are, are pretty much huge and hockey. Right. Um, but it, it's in certain areas and certain sections of the country that, you know, kids want to play. They just don't have the funds. They don't have the means to do it. So they can't do it. And yeah. that's unfortunate because it's a great game to play. 
you know, baseball's still a lot cheaper. It's yeah, there's a fundamental problem with with all of that. But baseball's still a lot cheaper to play than football, than hockey, yeah. than than all that. It's it's a shame because there's yeah, there's not enough kids playing baseball. And a lot of it's you mentioned the South. It's a seasonal thing too. It's mm-hmm. we're in New York, it's twenty degrees and there's a half a foot of snow still on the ground and it's gonna snow tomorrow and whatever. Um so there's a lot of that. It limits the you know, the exposure. A lot more kids are inside playing basketball this time of year. But yeah, I, I'd love to see, you know, major league baseball players kind of get more exposure, get less crap for when they're throwing bats because they just hit a game winning home run or you know my favorite stand- part of the game now. Yeah. It's just uh, you know, they make a big play and they celebrate, they should celebrate. These are kids playing. It's a kid's game, whether you're 40 years old or you're, you know, just in Little League. So, well, you got to remember, too. Fun. Well, that was, remember the campaign this couple of year, years ago. Let, let the, the irony kids yeah. play. Let right? the kids play. Yeah. Let the kids play. But then you still have these unwritten rules by these old fogies that still want the, the game McCann's. to be like, yeah. yeah, still want the game to be like, oh, well, you, you can't do that. No, I'm sorry, but if you want to make if you want to make more money, you want to be more lucrative like the NBA, like the NFL, as you talked about, those players talk, they speak their mind, right? So they build their own brands, and guess what? It draws more people in, and guess what? When you draw more people in, that's more revenue for all. Y'all silence everybody because people can't have a personality in baseball. It's a team game. It's a team. Those other two sports I just mentioned, is it not a team game? It's, it's not just one player completely makes it all. Like you have to have a whole lineup that gets you to where you have to get to. Same with basketball. Yes, a LeBron James can be on the court and take you so far. But as we saw when LeBron was in Cleveland, he can get you there. But can he get you over the hump? You know what I mean? You need certain people to do certain things. And these faces of, of leagues – they make you, they draw you to the leagues every year. It's a new face. It's a new person that comes in. It's just like, Oh, I got to watch it because of this person keeps people coming, keeps people buying tickets and merch and so on and so forth. So MLB loosen the reins or the powers that be loosen the reins, understand that it's supposed to be a fun game. I understand if somebody is showing you up for no reason, then I'd have a valid reason to be upset too. But if they're showing you up because they got hit earlier in the game and now they launch one out of the park and they flip the back and they look at you and they stare at you, just tip your hat and keep it moving. Don't, don't make it a big deal. Yeah, for, for sure. It's hopefully that's where we can see more and more of this happening, especially as these players are just expanding their own brands and, and, you know, getting these deals and, you know, hopefully Tatis with this MLB the show. I don't know if you could hear my son. I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, he, he's probably like, "Daddy, let's play." Uh, <laughs> but as as these guys, uh, you know, just get their own marketing deals and and whatnot, and we can loosen up this a little bit more uh, and just have a, you know, start playing, start playing baseball and and getting noticed for playing baseball. So. You know that that's all I have this week. Hey, is anything uh, anything I left out? Nothing you left out, but you normally ask me what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's the next question. Is uh, I signed up for uh, to be a tester for MLB The Show, and it's supposed to start on the 23rd. So apparently, I'll be able to play the game before uh, a lot of other people, and I have to write some things and then let them know, uh, you know, what I think of it. So basically, they want me to try to break the server along with everybody else that's 
doing it. So I'm assuming I'll have extremely early access and I will be trying to break the hell out of the game, a.k.a. enjoying the hell out of the game. Uh, how do you do that? I want to do that. That sounds fun. Uh, it was an email that was sent to me uh, because I am a super, super nerd and I sign up for things like this. <laughs> um, and it was sent to me by the actual uh, San Diego Studios, who is the yep. creators of the show. Yep. And uh, they said just gave a YouTube thing and you go and you fill it out. You got to go to the show tech show.com backslash tech i think it is and then you just sign up from there and then you'll get the notification in in your playstation or xbox so yeah i'm just uh i'm really curious to see how that's going to work out but again just any opportunity to play the show early i'm going to take it yeah no, that's exciting uh i'm looking forward to playing that game i'm not as cool as you i don't have a next gen uh, <laughs> console yet but we'll get there soon come soon come i'm hoping i'm trying to see if i can get a playstation before sam can get his one playstation or a next gen and i'll just rub it both of them in his face there you That's go pretty much it. okay thanks you're welcome thanks for that love you bro <laughs> but yeah i got nothing else yeah it's good i don't you know i was i remembered you know today's valentine's day happy valentine's day to to all happy, of you happy hallmark day and it's usually i i realized this morning it's usually the day of like the nba all-star game and you know the season's been pushed back and whatnot and the all-star game will be in march begrudgedly it sounds like a lot of these players don't want it to happen but you know it's uh just it's basketball time football there's not gonna be football for a while and um i you know sports calendar wise nothing really look forward to just watching some basketball some hockey and just keeping up with everything so should should be good man should be good my friend all right well that's, you know, got to thank everybody for listening and, uh, you know, episode 10 chasing points and, you know, we're available on your favorite podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Google. We're now on the iHeart radio app, Stitcher, Podbean, or, uh, you know, wherever else you get your podcast. So everybody's listen. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>